61. Psalms chapter number 61. Amen. I'm so thankful to be saved tonight. I'm thankful for Brother Jesse and Brother Jake. I wish they was preaching tonight. Man, man, y'all got me fired up. I tell you what, man, I, I love to hear y'all testify. And uh, it would have been just, just I, I was almost about to turn around, Brother Jesse, and say, you got a message ready because I was just going to let you preach, man. I tell you what, I love to hear Brother Jesse preach. I ain't even lying. I, I ain't even lying. I thought about it for a second. I was like, man, he sounds like he needs to preach tonight. But anyway, I, I love Brother Jesse and Brother Jake. I appreciate them. And uh, I love our choir. If you're there in Psalm chapter number 61, say amen. 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 This is a psalm of David. Uh, he, he writes this song, and, I, and I've, I've heard this, um, excuse me, I've heard this psalm preached several times. As I was reading uh, this week, man, I just, it just hit me in a different way. And uh, I feel like that's what the Lord wants me to preach tonight. So y'all stay with me. In verse number one, the Bible says, David, he's crying out here. He's singing this song. By the way, we, uh, we, if you look up in, the, in the, uh, the description above, verse number one, it says, to the chief musician upon that word, a psalm of David. And that word right there means a song on a string instrument. Okay? So as he, as he is singing this song to the Lord, he's most likely playing this song as well. And so he begins here in verse number 1. He says, Hear my cry, O God. Anybody ever been there? Amen. Amen. Attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. Selah. That word Selah, it could mean stop, take a moment, think about what you just read. Or it could mean a pause in the music of the song. Verse number 5. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Thou wilt prolong the king's life and his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. So will I sing praise unto thy name forever that I may daily perform my vows. Let me pray. Lord, thank you for this. Uh, opportunity we have, Lord, to come on a Wednesday night. Lord, I don't know if there's anybody else in here, Lord, that needs this message, but I know I do. Lord, I pray that you'd help me, Lord, to stay out of your way tonight as I preach. Lord, I pray, Lord, that, that the Word of God would speak to every single heart in here. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you'd make me small, and I pray that you'd make yourself big tonight. Lord, I pray that every single one of us would walk out of here changed, different, and encouraged. Lord, I thank you for everybody that's here tonight. May you pour out a blessing on them, Lord. I pray that you touch our children as they are out in the fellowship hall. Bless them and bless the workers out there, Lord. Help us tonight. We'll be sure to give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I love this psalm. This psalm is, I wrote out beside this psalm as I was studying, when you're overwhelmed. 
when you're overwhelmed. This is a great psalm to read when you're overwhelmed. And that's kind of where the Lord kind of led me this week is this feeling of being overwhelmed. Everybody in here, if you've ever felt overwhelmed, raise your hand. Anybody in here? I'm surprised. I didn't know everybody like that. Actually, I did. I'm just picking. I'm just being sarcastic. Every single one of us experienced this feeling of being overwhelmed. It happens to everybody. It don't matter how strong you are. It don't matter if you go to the gym twice a week. It don't matter if you go to the gym every day. It don't matter if you don't go to the gym at all. It don't matter if you eat healthy, if you don't eat healthy. Amen. You're going to be overwhelmed. It don't matter if you got a job or you don't got a job. You're going to be overwhelmed. Amen. And so I was thinking about this. This is, this is a, a psalm that David wrote. Many believe, many uh, Bible scholars, many commentators that I've read behind and, and I'll be honest, I believe that this, is, this psalm was written at a time when David was running from his son Absalom. Okay, his son Absalom, the Bible says that he was good looking and he got the heart of the people and he turned the heart of Israel against David. And so then he's chasing, could you imagine your own son chasing you out of your kingdom trying to kill you? And not only your own son doing that, but the people that you've invested in and the people that you have led for so many years. And so David takes off running. He runs out into the wilderness. And this is where I believe he wrote this psalm. And he was overwhelmed. The Bible says that his heart was overwhelmed. And so I got to thinking, the king, the king, how in the world could a king be overwhelmed? I mean, all he does all day is just lay there. People fan him with the big... You know what I'm talking about? The big leaves, you know, he's just standing there. Somebody's holding grapes for him. He's got somebody that's got him some, uh, something to drink, you know, and he, everybody's doing everything for him. How can this man be overwhelmed? Amen. I mean, he just, he's the king. Everybody does everything for him. And so that's when the Lord kind of started working, working on this message with me is it doesn't matter how much money you got. You can be overwhelmed. It doesn't matter how many people adore you and love you. You can be overwhelmed. It doesn't matter how good your reputation is. You can be overwhelmed. All these things David had, yet he still was in a place where he says, Lord, I need you. I'm overwhelmed. In other words, I don't know what to do. I, I looked up the word that is used here, uh, the word the Hebrew word ataph, this is what overwhelmed means. It means fainting or feeble, or in other words, weak. Anybody ever felt weak? Anybody felt weak this week? Amen. Anybody felt feeble this week? I know I have. I know the devil more than anything, and, and, and I know that I've, I, our pastor, I, every time he goes out of town, I get a new respect for what he goes through every single week because the devil doesn't deal. He, it's not like he can't pay his bills. The devil, the devil messes with him right here, right here. And so many times through, throughout the week, he's, he's struggling. He's trying to put together a message to be, be able to be a blessing to us and gets overwhelmed. I know some of you in here are business owners. I can imagine you trying to make sure everybody gets a paycheck this week and you're trying to make sure everything gets done and you get overwhelmed. I, I, I can see as a parent, I know being a parent myself now, you got, uh, I got a little boy and I got a little girl and I'm, I'm trying to uh, make sure they got food on the table and I'm trying to make sure that they're raised up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I'm trying to be a good example for them and I'm trying to have fun with them and I'm trying to do all these things and so many times I get to the place, Brother Norm, where I'm overwhelmed. 
I'm overwhelmed. Sometimes we, we react to being overwhelmed in anger. Sometimes we react to being overwhelmed. We just get stressed out. We just space, give, give, give me some space. I need some space. I'm overwhelmed. Anybody ever felt that way? Is there a mom or dad in here that has, has had a two-year-old at one point? Amen. Sometimes you get overwhelmed, man. I, I can't even, I, I get overwhelmed with the thought of my daughter being a teenager. I mean, it, it overwhelms me, amen. I, I'm scared that my heart just sank when I said that, amen. I'm praying for Brother Jason back here. He's got two of them, amen. I tell you what, that, that overwhelms me to think about that. And as I think about things in my life, how many of y'all ever got, got overwhelmed when you started running through the checkbook and you started looking at all the bills you got, got to pay? Somebody say, amen, I know I ain't the only one. Right? You get overwhelmed. Every, everything in life overwhelms us. I tell you what, I can't even watch the news anymore. You, you watch the news for five minutes, you'll be what? Overwhelmed, I promise you. You watch the news for five minutes, you'll be overwhelmed. And you know what? The biggest influence on America today is news. News. For old people. <laughs> hey, for old people, it's the news. For young people, it's a cell phone. Are y'all with me? Say amen. I was talking to somebody last night and we were talking about teenagers and how, and how the depression rate in teenagers is today and, 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 and the dangers of that and, and what can happen because of that. And we were talking about it and I was telling, I was reading behind a psychiatrist and he's, he's one of the most well-known psychiatrists. If I called his name, you'd probably know him. And he, I was listening to him on a podcast and he, he attributes the depression and everything that's going on in the youth of America today to a phone. Amen. To a phone. I mean, can you believe it? Why, why is that? This is why. Because they get on a phone and they're bombarded with information and they're bombarded with this is wrong and this is wrong and this is going wrong and this side of politics is right. No, this one's right. No, this one's wrong. And I don't know who to believe. And then you look at this picture and she's way more prettier than me and, and I don't look like that. And, and why does his dad spend all that time with him? But he don't spend no my dad don't spend no time with me. How come they got a family and I don't got a family and our youth and our teenagers are in a place of being overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed with information. They're overwhelmed with information. There's people out there, they're overwhelmed with, with just life. Amen. Just life. Man, life, anybody ever heard this? Life's just catching up to them. They're overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. I don't know about you, but I've been in this place. I don't know about you, but I've felt what David felt right here, where he says, hear my cry, God. Anybody ever laid on the altar and you didn't even know what to say? Anybody? Anybody just laid on the altar? Sometimes I just lay on the altar and all I can say, Brother, Brother Jesse, all I can say is Jesus. Amen. Jesus. He knows. You know why? I just get overwhelmed. Get overwhelmed. Trying to be a good dad. Trying to be a good uh, husband. Trying to be a good youth pastor. Trying to be a good employee. Trying to be a good son. I'm not... I'm not lifting myself up, I know you do the same thing. And we all, we get in these times where we get overwhelmed. I believe David was in this time right here in this passage of Scripture, and I want to look at how he handled this time of being overwhelmed. Amen? Are y'all with me? Say amen. 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 Number one, when you're overwhelmed, let's notice David's desperation. Notice David's desperation. Verse number one. He says, hear my cry. 
That's a strong word, cry. He wasn't just praying. He wasn't whispering, okay? I believe he was out in the middle of a wilderness, and I believe that he was literally crying out. If you look up this word right here, cry, it means to shriek. In, in other words, he was not being quiet about it. He was not being subtle about it. He wasn't being reserved about it. He, is, he has done got to the place where he's so overwhelmed, he don't care who hears him, he doesn't care who's watching, he's not embarrassed of his relationship with God, he's saying, God, hear my cry. I'm willing to cry. I'm at the point of crying out. This is where, everybody with me, say amen. Oh God, attend unto my prayer. So, number one, I want you to notice David's desperation. Number one, We've got to learn to pray. In a time of being overwhelmed, your number one person you need to be running to is God Himself. Ain't nobody down here knows anything about what to do in your situation. And as much as they tell you, I know how you feel, they don't know how you feel. But God Himself, all-knowing, knows exactly where you are. He sees every tear that rolls down your cheek. Knows the sweat that's going off off your head. He knows every single little thing about you, and you, he's the one that we need to be going to. Somebody say Amen. Not only should we pray, not only should we call out to a God who hears us. I thought this was interesting. Look what David says. He says, "Lord, first thing I want you to do. What's he say? Hear." He says, "Lord, hear my cry." I'm thankful we got a God who can hear. Amen. And He's able to supply all our needs simultaneously. Somebody say amen. amen. What a blessing. What a blessing. We sang that song this, tonight. Your cries have awoken the Master. I don't think we got a good grip on that song. Your cries, God hears. Your husband didn't hear it. Your daughter didn't hear it. Your son didn't hear it. Your preacher didn't hear it. Your youth pastor didn't hear it. But guess what? God hears you. He hears you. Somebody say amen. amen. Golly, we ought to be thankful. So he says, hear my cry. Then look what he says. Attend unto my prayer. How many of y'all ever prayed a prayer and then after God answered it, you're like, maybe I wasn't as specific as I needed to be, Lord. Amen. It's almost like God's the genie on uh, uh, Aladdin. You know what I'm saying? And he's always trying to twist it around. You know, it's like, Lord, I pray. I remember one time, Brother Josh, I was praying. I said, Brother Jesse, I was praying. I said, Lord, I pray that you'd help me to see a big buck tonight. You know? And guess what? I saw one. I didn't kill one. I said, man, I should have asked the Lord to help me kill one tonight. You know what I'm saying? We got to be specific in our prayer. And I believe David right here, he says, Lord, I don't want you just to hear my prayer. Don't just hear where I'm at. I want you to do something about it. He says, attend unto my cry. That word attend, that's an action. In other words, Lord, I don't want you just listen to me whining and complaining down here. Lord, I want you to work on my behalf. I want you to do something. I need you. Anybody ever felt like that tonight? Amen. Lord, I don't want you just to hear me. I need you to do something. Look what he says. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. Verse number two. From the end of the earth. From the end of the earth. Now imagine where this man is. He's the king. He's the anointed king. He's God's king. Okay? And he's hiding in a wilderness. Could you imagine the discouragement? Could you imagine being overwhelmed? Many believe when he says, From the end of the earth will I cry unto, you, 
to thee, what he's literally saying is, Lord, I'm so far from you. Lord, I'm so far from you. You know what's so bad about being overwhelmed? What's even worse than just being overwhelmed is being overwhelmed and being a long ways from the Lord. And being a long ways from the Lord. Here here you go. It don't matter if you're lost or you're saved, you're going to be overwhelmed. But it's a lot easier when you're saved and you have a good relationship with Him. Amen? Man, if you've never been overwhelmed, you might not understand what I'm saying tonight, but if you've been overwhelmed and you've been close to Him and He's been that friend that sticketh closer than a brother, when He's been that shoulder for you to lean on, when He's been that hand that lifted you up, when He's been that ear that is inclined unto you, it makes a difference. Amen? He says, from the end of the earth, in other words, this is what he was saying. I'm at my wit's end. Have you ever been there? I wrote this down. When David the king, I put it in quotations, when David the king ran out of wisdom, when he ran out of friends, when he ran out of money, when he ran out of endurance, when he ran out of ability, when he ran out of resources, what's he do? He cries unto the Lord. What are you going to do tonight? You're overwhelmed. So am I. We're overwhelmed. Our country's overwhelmed. What are we going to do tonight? Are we going to continue to to run to everybody else? Are we going to continue to put our faith in every other little thing? Or when are we going to stop and say, Lord, I've done all I can. I'm out here by myself. Hear my cry, but don't just hear my cry. Attend unto my prayer. Sometimes God will give you more than you can handle so that you'll get desperate. Sometimes He'll give you more than you can handle so that you'll get desperate. I wonder if David was at that point where God was trying to get his attention. Let me ask you this question. Are you desperate tonight? You're overwhelmed. I understand. I've been there. Are you overwhelmed tonight? Are you desperate? David was desperate. Lord, I don't want you just to hear me. Lord, I need you to do something. I notice his desperation. Number two, I notice his destination. His destination. Look what he says. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Look what he says right here. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Amen. I hope I don't have to explain that. Amen. The rock that is higher than I. Do y'all know what he's talking about right here? He's talking about the rock. He ain't talking about a rock. He's talking about the rock. He's saying, Lord, lead me. Apparently, what I've been doing up until this point has not been working. Apparently, even though I have tried, I've sweated, I've, I've done everything I know to do, I've asked everybody else for advice, and nothing's working. So, Lord, now I'm going to wave the white flag of surrender, and I'm going to need you to lead me to the rock that is higher than I. It was the rock. It wasn't just any old rock. It was the rock. He was talking about God himself. Amen. He said, lead me. Let me ask you this question. When you're overwhelmed, are you leadable? When you're overwhelmed, when you're at your wit's end, are you still able to be led? God says, go here. Are you still sensitive to where he wants you to go? Amen. That is higher than I. He said, the rock that is higher than I. This was the king. There wasn't nobody higher than him. 
David here humbles himself and says, I may be the king, but I'm not the king. He says, Lord, you're way higher than me. And if I'm going to make it, I need you to lead me up there. The, The word picture here, as I was studying, I was reading behind commentators, several of them said, the word picture here is somebody, a sailor who's fallen out of their ship. They're getting beat by the waves, almost to the point of drowning. As they reach up and they grab hold of a rock. And the, the tighter they grab onto that rock and the more they hold on that rock, the higher they go. And the higher they go, the more that they see and the safer that they are. That's what Dave was saying right here. Lord, I'm in danger. Lord, I'm overwhelmed. I can't see where I'm at. I don't, I don't see the good in this. Lord, lead me to that rock that is higher than I. Amen. Let me ask you this question. Where do you run when you're overwhelmed? If, if a young person, do you run to your mom and dad? Let me just let me bust your bubble. I'm going to do it while your parents are in here, okay? That way I don't get in trouble. There will come a time when your parents will fail you. You're going to call them, and they ain't going to answer. You're going to need help, and though they would do anything for you, they're not going to be able to help you. I love my wife. But there's going to come a time when I'm going through something. Brother Herman, Brother Herman over here. Sorry, I got y'all mixed up. There's going to come a time where she can't help me. Breaks my heart that for my kids, one day I'm, I'm not going to be able to be there to help them. But there's one. The rock that is higher than I. Amen i just be honest with you. There's times in my life where, and, I, and I've tried to express it to my wife. Can I just be transparent? I've tried to express it to my wife. I've tried to express it to my friends. I've tried to express it to my pastor. And they all, Brother Edwin, they all had answers. But I was still overwhelmed. Anybody ever felt that way? It wasn't until I was fixing to drown and I reached up and got a hold of him that I saw any change in my life. Anybody with me say amen. Amen. Who do you run to tonight? When you're overwhelmed, who do you turn to? Something bad happens in your life. What's your first phone call? It ought to be to him. Amen. Number two, notice his destination, the rock. Number three, notice his dependence. Notice his dependence. Look what he says in verse number three. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. Jump down to verse number five. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Thou wilt prolong the king's life and His years as many generations. If you'll look in verse number 3 and verse number 5, you'll see the words uh, here are in past tense. He says, For thou hast been a shelter for me, and a strong tower from the enemy. Verse number 5, For thou, O God, 
hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. David here, his dependence was on God who had already taken care of him up until this point. I know it's almost like a cliche for a preacher to stand up here and say this. I know in all, all, about half of my messages, this is one of the points, but it's true. When you're in a time of being overwhelmed, when you're in a dark place in your life, the very best thing that you can do is look back on the things that God has already done in your life. When you get discouraged, when you get overwhelmed, you know what I do? I, I get out my phone and I have a folder in my phone that just says family. And when I get discouraged and when I get overwhelmed, you know what I do? I just start looking at those pictures. And before long, I'll be smiling, I'll be giggling, I'll be laughing at all the, all the times and all the things that God has blessed me with. When I'm overwhelmed, I can look at my wife and thank God that God gave me a wife who loves Jesus, who loves the Lord, who wants to serve God with me. And by the way, she's smoking hot. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. I say it. Got kids. Listen, sometimes they're little old brats. I'll be honest. They're my kids. I can say it. Amen. But I wouldn't trade them for the world. I would not trade them for the world. I guess what? As soon as this service is over, I'm going to go out there and get them. And when they see me, you know what they're going to say? Daddy. You know what that is? That's a blessing from God. Amen. That's a blessing from God that I get to bring my children to a church. And when I see my children, they want to have something to do with me. Somebody say amen. I look over here, I got my mom, my sister, I got my family in church with me tonight. I got all of you, friends and family. I, at the drop of a hat, some of y'all, most of y'all, I would hope, would do anything in the world for me. You know what that is? That's a blessing for God. And you know what that'll do? It'll get you through some times when you're overwhelmed and you need somebody and you need some help. You need somebody to be a blessing to you. I promise you, looking back on the things God's done for you, amen. David said, you've been a shelter to me. In other words, you know what he said? You protected me. I look back on my life. I look back as, as I have graduated high school and gone through college, got married, had kids, and all the times where I was in danger and God, a shelter, sheltered me. Not only did he shelter him, he said in verse number five, he said, thou, God, has heard my vows. He says, thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. David here, looking back on the things God has done for him, looks back on the shelter that was provided, looks back on the protection, the strong tower from the enemy, looks back on the times where Jesus heard him. When's the last time you look back on those answered prayers? When's the last time you look back on those answered prayers? You thought, I don't know how this is going to come to pass. I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know how we're going to get through this. And God answers it, and this is the bad thing. You ain't thought about it since. I'm guilty of it. Let me tell you something. You want to get through being overwhelmed? Look back on them times. Look at those prayers that God answered just like you prayed them. Amen? One of the most effective weapons against being overwhelmed is looking at the blessings of God. Looking at what God's already done for you. Amen? Ask this question, what are you depending on tonight? When, you get in, when you're overwhelmed, what do you look at? What do you depend on? What do you fall back on? Number one, I notice he was desperate. Number two, he was, uh, noticed his destination. I noticed his dependence. Number three, number four, I notice his determination. 
his determination. Verse number four, the Bible says, David said, I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. Selah. My point here that God kind of threw at me was this. When David was overwhelmed, he's still in the wilderness. He's not back in the palace yet. He's not eating grapes. He's not being fanned, okay? He's not got servants all around him. He's not got people who, who are serving him all day long. No, he is all alone in a place of being overwhelmed. And he says this, I will abide. I will abide. Here's the problem today. Y'all with me? Say amen. People only want to abide when they're in the palace. People only want to abide and be in Christ and be for Christ when they're in the palace and everything's good. Listen, God wants us to be over when we're in a, in a place of being overwhelmed, when we're in that valley, when we're in that storm in our life. He wants us to be loving and abiding in Him at that, that time too. Somebody say amen. So not only did he abide, he said, I will abide, but then look what he says, I will trust. When you're overwhelmed, do you still trust him? He hadn't fixed it yet. Do you still trust him? He hasn't put the pieces back together yet. Do you still trust him? He hasn't brought that child home yet. Do you still trust him? He hasn't put that marriage together yet. Do you still trust him? He hasn't paid that bill yet. Do you still trust Him? Somebody help me now. Somebody in here that you're overwhelmed tonight, listen, trust Him. Trust Him. Abide in Him. I thought about the three Hebrew boys. They're looking at the fire. King says, turn it up. He says, y'all going to bow now? They said, no. The God whom we serve is able. This is what they said, though. But if not, we're still not going to bow. Let me ask you this question. But if not, if he don't fix it, you still going to trust him? If he don't put it back together, you still trust him? David didn't know that he was going back to the palace. David didn't know that he was going to escape the danger of his son. He didn't know God was going to put it back together. He didn't know God was going to fix it. He just said, Lord, I'm still going to abide. I'm still going to have a relationship with you. And I'm still going to trust you. When you're overwhelmed tonight, do you, do you have that same mentality? Do you have that same attitude? I know what you're looking up here and say, Brother Dalton, that's easy to preach. I know it's easy to preach. I know it's, it's easy for me to stand up here behind the Word of God and say, this is what you do, now go do it. It's easy for me to do that. I know it's harder to live. I know it's harder to live. But if we're going to survive being overwhelmed, that's what it's going to take. You've got to trust Him. You've got to abide in Him. I'm almost done. Y'all still with me? Make a commitment. Be determined. I don't care what happens. I'm still going to abide. I'm still going to trust. Let me ask you this question. This question are you determined to trust God in every situation? That's a hard pill to swallow. 
That's easy to preach on Wednesday night. That's harder to live on Thursday morning. Amen. Lastly, I'm done. Number five, notice his devotion. Look what he says in verse number eight. So will I sing praise unto thy name forever. Hold on a minute. He was overwhelmed. You ain't supposed to praise God when you're overwhelmed. Huh? You mean to tell me in the midst of my trouble, in the midst of my trial, I'm supposed to praise Him? Absolutely. Absolutely. You want to know why? Because even if you die today, you wake up in heaven tomorrow. Somebody say amen. Hey, the worst thing that can happen to me, Brother Jim, is heaven. That's the worst thing that can happen to me. And let me tell you something. Jesus is Jesus don't matter what's going on in my life. God is still God. It don't matter how bad it is down at the Harrington house. Amen. It don't matter. God is still God. I'm not praising God because of my situation. I'm praising God because of who He is. I'm praising God because He's worthy. I'm praising God because before the foundation of the world, He chose me. Somebody say amen. I'm not praising Him because I'm, I'm having a good day. I'm praising Him in spite of my bad day because of how good He is. Amen. Just His character. Just His name. Amen. There ain't no other name like the name of Jesus. He's worthy to be, to be praised. It don't matter what's going on in your life. And David got a good dose of this because in the middle of being overwhelmed, in the middle of the darkest, deepest valley that he had been up until this point, he's fearing for his life from his own son who's taken over a, a kingdom that God has given him. Could you imagine the depression and the discouragement? But he says, I'm going to sit in the ashes and I'm going to praise him. Let me ask you this question tonight. Same as the last one. If he don't fix it, you still going to praise him? If you wake up in the morning and it's worse, you going to praise him? Are you praising him for what he can give you or are you praising him for who he is? If you're praising him for who he is, it don't matter what he gives you or what he takes away. He's still worthy. Somebody say amen. amen. Listen, I know, listen. I know you're overwhelmed tonight. It don't take long to get overwhelmed in the world that we live in today. Everybody's got to be here. We got to be here. We got to do this. We got to do that. We got to keep up with this person. We got to do it. Don't forget to praise Him. Don't forget to praise Him. In the middle of it, just praise Him. Just praise Him. You know what Job did? One of the most... It still blows my mind to think about it. You know what Job did? The Bible says that his family all died. All his belongings, gone. This is what he said. I'm going to try to say this without my head exploding. He knelt down in the ashes and worshipped. Could you imagine... Could you imagine losing your wife, losing your children, losing your, uh, your belongings, your cattle, everything, everything? 
Go from one of the richest men in the world to having nothing and no one. Yet he worshiped. You know how to get through being overwhelmed? Just praise your way out of it. Just praise your way out of it. He's good, don't matter what's going on. Amen. Miss Teresa's coming to piano. I'm done. I'm done. I, hey, I hope, listen, I hope if you do, you're discouraged tonight, maybe you're overwhelmed, maybe you've had a long week, maybe you've had a long last year, maybe you had a long month, maybe you're struggling with something. Listen, there's people sitting next to you tonight, and you might not know it, but they're struggling. You might not know it, but they're struggling. They're going through things that they wish they could talk to you about, but they can't talk to you about it. They're overwhelmed. Listen, if you're overwhelmed or not, I hope you're encouraged. I hope this encouraged you. Listen, you know what encourages me about this story is I'm not the only one who's ever been overwhelmed. A man after God's own heart, the king of Israel, got overwhelmed. He can get overwhelmed. Certainly all of us can too. But we don't have to stay that way. Amen. Stay desperate. Stay determined. Make sure you're going towards the right destination. Make sure you're devoted. He's worthy no matter what happens. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for tonight. Lord, I thank you for the encouragement. Maybe I was the only one who needed it. Maybe I was the only one, Lord, overwhelmed tonight, Lord. But I pray that you'd help us, Lord, all. Lord, if we didn't need it tonight, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to put it back in the memory bank somewhere. So that one day, Lord, when we do need it, it'll be there. God, I thank you for this message, Lord, not because I got the opportunity to preach it, but because you preached it to me. Lord, I thank you for that. Lord, I thank you for the encouragement that you've given me. Lord, I need it. Lord, I, when I can't run to anybody else, I can run to you. I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you're the rock that's way, way higher, way higher than me. Lord, I thank you, Lord. I thank you so much for the relationship that each and every single one of us can have with you. I thank you for the availability that you give each and every single one of us. Lord, how could we make it without you? Lord, how could we survive without you? Lord, I pray that you'd help us, Lord. Help us not to lose our praise when we're overwhelmed. Lord, I pray that you'd help us, Lord, not to, not to lose our determination when we're overwhelmed. Lord, I pray that you'd help us. Lord, we need your help. Lord, our church needs your help. Our country needs your help. Pray that you'd help us. Well, thank you. In Jesus' name. Every head bowed.